The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey, and I am very, very excited about the topic we have today to share with you. I'm in the studio with our good friends Sam and Alan Vinny, and you, you may recall we're hoping you listened last week to last week's show. If not, by all means, go to masculinejourney.org and get the podcast. The last week's show we talked about what do you fear? That that would be a masculine journey radio. Masculinejourneyradio.org. That's why <laughs> Sam normally hosts. That's embarrassing. Did I say I'm Christian Gargai? <laughs> <laughs> you so just really messed that up. Yeah, so here's the thing. We talked about fear and what it is that you fear and how that may be a chink in your particular armor. But it's an interesting thing that fear leads to posing and sometimes telling a fib or two, and those could lead to one of life's embarrassing moments, one of those moments where you're exposed for what really is going on. And so as we examine exposure today <laughs> that we normally would call embarrassment or awkward, awkward, right? And so that's where we're going. And one of the most awkward scenes we found a movie that you, that you got to admit, this guy was posing just a little bit with his future father-in-law and got caught up in a few uh, stories and next thing you know, he's milking a cat. You may have heard this. Craig, would you like some layers? Thank you. Oh, yeah. You must have had vegetables fresher than that growing up on a farm, Greg. But, um, Greg grew up in Detroit. He told me he grew up on a farm. Hmm. Do they have many farms in Detroit? No, Dina. No, not a lot. In fact, Jack, I should clarify this. I didn't actually grow up in a farm per se, and the house that we grew up in was originally erected in the early Dutch farm colonial style. So that, plus we had a lot of pets. Which one did you milk then? Dad. Honey, he said he pumped milk. What have you ever milked? A cat. A cat? I milked a cat once. You want to hear a story? Sure. My sister had a cat and the cat birthed a litter of kittens. Must have been 30 of them. And there was this one little runt, this little sweet little little engine that could run, who could, you know, wanted to get up there and couldn't really get access to the, to the, to the, the to the, uh, teat. Teat? Dad. What have you. I went in and just simply, you know, just into a little saucer and uh, then took the saucer and fed it to Geppetto. That's why I named him Geppetto. I, I, I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Okay, can we change subject, perhaps? <laughs> of course, that's what happens when you start down the poser trail. You can find yourself exposed, and when you find yourself exposed, what a you know it's an interesting thing as Todd would say it may be a time to check under the hood, um, you know if as we think about our own uh, 
you know, exposure stories, I can just share one real quick. As the Christian car guy, you know, sometimes I take questions. And, and sometimes I don't have the answers to the questions. And every once in a while, you don't want to admit that you don't have the answer to the question. But this, and sometimes you think you have the answer to the question. You don't have the answer. But a lady called in with a Jaguar. And she had a skip in the engine. And she was telling us, you know, Robbie, it's, it's got this skip and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sitting across from uh, an actual technician that works on cars every day of his life. Not that I don't know a lot about cars, but I don't know as much as he does. And Bill Kratz is sitting there, and he's with Carolina Mobile Auto Service. And I said, well, that may be one of your spark plug wires. How many miles are on the car? And, she's, and Bill quickly tells me, Robbie, that model Jaguar doesn't have spark plug wires. <laughs> so... Total exposure, right? There you are with one of those embarrassing moments. And what does that tell you about our situation now? What's going on inside Robbie's head at that point, other well, than pure panic because I'm on the air in front of all these people? I, you know, but let me ask you, how did you play it off? What did you do right after that when you were exposed? <laughs> I, I probably laughed. Knowing me, I said, well, there you go. That shows how much I know. See, and that's it's how you react a lot of times that defines you. We all fall into those situations but how you react really defines how you feel about yourself and i'd like to share a similar story but not about me about my son josh we were at a 10th avenue north concert new year's eve at liberty university and um the the lead singer says the word grace and they have a beautiful song about grace my son hears it and he starts screaming yeah but he's the only one in the arena and what he did not hear was the sentence leading up to it. Um, the sentence leading up to it was, is there anybody that ever felt like they didn't need grace or want grace or what didn't know what to do with grace, struggled with grace? And my son's like, yeah, wow, yeah. And the lead singer goes, awkward. <laughs> the whole um, Vine Center turned around and just look at my son, and he just busts out laughing because it, then it hit him with what he had said and what he had done. But instead of being embarrassed, he laughed because he saw the humor in that. And that, to me, was one of the greatest moments I've seen, greatest examples that don't don't try to pose your way out of it or play cool. He just laughed at that he's as, as human as anybody else. Sure. I your, wish I had that son, kind of grace. Right? It was your son? Yeah, it wasn't you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, and so, mm. you know, that's that's one kind of awkward moment where you find yourself in a story that, may have gotten too far out of hand, uh, such as the cat story. But here's another situation, and I think we've all been there. We don't have enough money in our checking account to meet certain obligations, whatever that may be. And Al, can you you set up this clip for us? Because this is really embarrassing. It is a great movie. Um, It's a T.D. Jakes movie. Um, It's from Not Easily Broken. And this is a, a situation where the wife is an architect, and the husband is a general contractor, and his wife is trying to um, sell one of her plans to a group of people that she, I think they're, they're church folk, people she knows, people she deals with, friends. And in the midst of that, she offers to take the check, and her husband's eyes get huge because they're at a very expensive restaurant, they're on a limited, limited income, and let's see what happens. Excuse me, who will be taking the check? Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. I got it. Please, I insist. No, I insist. I got it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. 
Dave, tell me, I'm interested in getting your perspectives of what's it like to have a wife who is as progressive as Clarice. Well, you know, uh, anything Clarice puts her mind to is going to be successful, so you guys are in good hands. Oh, impressive. But more importantly, as a general contractor, I thought you might be able to weigh in and share your perspectives from a professional level on the architectural flowchart that she's presented to us today. Yeah, well, see, with, with this particular project, my approach, I mean, I would approach it in a way that... Actually, the projects I work on are normally a little bit smaller, about 3,000, uh, 5,000 square feet. Dave, so. No, He's just being modest. No, David owns a very lucrative construction company. Really? Yes, sweetheart, but I was just letting them know that the projects I normally work with. You don't have to let everybody know everything, and it's okay. We're looking to get into some bigger business. I was business. just, I was just telling them, man. But I said I'm interested in Maybe we can work together as a family. You, you might be able to be the general contractor, and you could do the finish out work. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's a great idea. Uh, excuse me. Yes. I'm sorry, but your card has been declined. Uh, you know what? We'll it, it's got to be a mistake. Oh, we'll take care of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I can. I'll, let me give you another credit card. I'll give you another credit card. Did I bring you? I bought the American Express, right? Do I have or do you? I think. I think, I think you I can. Please, no, no, no. Please, I can do it. Please. I'll handle this. N nice music. <laughs> oh, and the food. Yes, that's. Uh, if you've ever been there, and I have, <laughs> it's, it's me too. It's a scary situation. And uh, Vinny, in, in your experience back in New York, back in the day, and... What does that mean, back in the day? Back in the, you know, in the 30s or 40s or 50s. Oh, okay. You know, maybe when, you know... Before a situation. And sometimes <laughs> um, you were put in a position, based on the, your friends and family that you worked around, of collecting money. And... <laughs> <laughs> Rob me. Yeah, there I go. So you find these people in this situation. What if you got a story for us? Yeah, there I awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. There was plenty of them situations when they didn't have the money to get, you know, to pay their obligations. But uh, <laughs> did you say you played with a bat, Al? Yeah, that's what the, no. that's what. Oh, okay. Well, I borrowed the bat from Al, and uh, we went and played softball instead of, you know, just to be friendly. Robbie, get me out of this. Uh, so, so somebody that they have a line like that you at one point in time you actually bought. A what? You know, they're sitting there. They're trying to. They've got a bad situation here. They're well, they're, they're embarrassed. They didn't actually, have the money. truthfully, most of them were being honest with me we were young they were young with families and children and i had a soft heart but i had you know that was uh my job is to go get the money you know and i did it pretty good but that, robbie that, that, yes uh, that explains you know those situations like we are right now sam yeah yeah there's sometimes and there's different types of embarrassment yeah, i of think course. I, I think there's embarrassment that you bring on yourself like when you're posing, I think there's just uh, when you misspeak of times. And, and I think that people can get confused on, on really what we're talking about. I mean, I think about a time when I ask a lady very well-meaning, you know, when the baby was due and she said she wasn't pregnant. You know, that, that was a very embarrassing moment, right? And I still think she looked like she was pregnant, but that was just me. And, 
that's not necessarily, I guess it could tie into that. It's what do you do with that on the backside? And so Al, I, I think that, you know, we have the embarrassment that just is situational and we have the embarrassment that we kind of, like you heard from Greg from the, uh, um, the movie. He, he put himself he, there. He yeah. 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 And then, uh, and from the other movie, they, they kind of put themselves there and then there's just embarrassing situations that occur. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, as you were saying that, I thought about my 25th high school reunion. I went back and some friends that I really, we were good friends when we were in high school. And one of them had said, you know, I saw him and, I'm, and I met his wife. And I said, so is this the girl you met when you were at Chapel Hill? And he goes, I never went to Chapel Hill. And I'm like, what? And I said, and he said, no, I went to Appalachian State. And no, this isn't the same girl. And I thought, well, we really don't know each other. Oh, so there is an opportunity. I'll leave. And you've got an opportunity to listen to more right after these messages. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's when I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Now that is a rendition of the Muffin Man that you may have never heard before. But there's a magic, there's a method to our madness and the magic to our madness that we are talking about today on the Master Journey Radio Show. And that is, what might God be trying to help us out when we find ourselves in those awkward, embarrassing moments, either for someone else and how we can call them out and into their glory or how God's coming through or in our own situations. And so out that particular music really has a message there for those who might find themselves embarrassed. I, I, you know, I think so because the gentleman that wrote it um, before he died, he wrote chamber music and he toured the, the, his chamber music. He was sick, but his chamber music toured throughout Europe Opening night, he got a 20-minute standing ovation and standing ovations throughout for the people who love chamber music. He was a great orchestra leader and composer, but um, he also had his rock music. He surrounded himself with the best musicians, but he wrote songs that nobody else would ever think of. Most people didn't get him, and his name was Frank Zappa, and he was never embarrassed because he knew who he was. He was comfortable with his skin, and that was his identity, and I think the important thing for us is that... When we do make a mistake, that mistake doesn't define us. Everyone makes mistakes. It's how we react to that mistake that defines us. Yeah, I think that there's times that when our focus becomes what other people think, that embarrassment takes on a different view than if I'm really grounded in what God thinks, right, or, or what I know God thinks of me. You know, and that makes a big difference on how I'm going to react to that situation. It's still embarrassing. Yes. You know, there's still embarrassing times, but does it have a long-term effect on you or is it just there, I laugh at it and it's gone? And I think that directly has to do with where you are in this identity thing. 
so often we hear people, they want things perfect. They're, they become controlling. And there's a, a wonderful plaque down in the, uh, the office area of the studio. And it says, it doesn't have to be, things don't have to be wonderful. Or I'm sorry, I messed that whole up. That's embarrassing. It, things don't have to be perfect for it to be a wonderful day. And to me, I love that plaque because, you know, when we accept that things aren't going to be perfect, then we can start enjoying things better, yeah. more. And this next clip we have is Reese Weatherspoon. She has not quite accepted the fact that she isn't perfect. And so she's got, she's got an appointment with an analyst, but she is a little too embarrassed to really go there. And what happens is absolutely remarkable from another angle of this that we want to talk about after you listen to what happens to poor Reese and the analyst. So, why are you here? I, I have a month left on my insurance and they pay up to six visits. I mean, is there a difficulty? Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go because this is just, this is stupid. Not that this is stupid, but I mean, and thank you for your time, but just for me, you know? I mean, not this, but, uh, All right. but thank you for understanding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, can I ask you just one stupid question? There's no such thing. Well, because I'm leaving and I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> so I was just wondering if there's one general thing that you've found over the years to be generally true in a general way that would help anyone with any situation? That's a great question. Yes. I'd say... Figure out what you want and learn how to ask for it. Okay. Those are both really hard. Yes, but you came here, which was hard for you. And you're leaving right away, also hard. So, you're tougher than you think you are right now. Thanks. I appreciate that. Good luck. Uh, there's so much in that clip, Al, that just, it blows me away that the wisdom that, that's involved in all that's transpiring there is, is inspiring. You know, I, I love that clip and I, that is a wonderful clip for you to bring. I'm glad you did. And I love the fact that he recognizes her frailty and her embarrassment and he calls out her glory. And you, you talk about that so often, but there's, we have to do that. We all have that frailty. But even more so, to be on the lookout for people's vulnerability and to be able to call out their glory when you see that moment coming. I think that's, that's also a good lesson for us. Yeah, because he, he speaks to her, you know, you're stronger than you think. And, and then he gives her actually some phenomenal wisdom just for all time. You know, figure out what it, what it is that you want and then, you know, figure out how to ask for it. Those are good things to ponder. Um, and I think it's a phenomenal, cool thing to ponder. And I've enjoyed it many times to take to God, like, God, what do you call me? Or God, what do you think about me right now? Or what do you, you know? And, and so you figure out what you want from God and then you got to figure out how you ask him. (laughs) It, that's, it's a phenomenal thing and it, it can change your life, right, Sam? It can, you know, and I think that there's times that even if you've been fortunate where God, you have been able to hear God, not that he's not been trying, 
sometimes we just don't always have the ears to hear. You know, we don't let ourselves be quiet enough to where we really hear that uh, still small voice. And But he'll also be very gracious about reminding you of things that he's told you before. And I'm always amazed that it seems like it's the first time I heard it. And, you know, he'll go back and he'll say, yeah, you remember this? And it really helps me to get regrounded in that truth. And when you can be grounded in the truth that only God can give you, those other things tend to kind of wash off your back a lot easier. Well, I'm going to play a little game. You know, I'm going to pull a complete Sam here and ask Uh-oh. a question that nobody was ready for. Okay. But there are a lot of these life's most embarrassing moments in the Bible. And as you think through Bible stories of like, whoa, that's awkward. How about, let's just throw this one out there. Saul is King Saul, not Saul of Tarsus, but Saul, King Saul. And he's been told he's supposed to kill King Agog and he's supposed to take out the Malachites and he's supposed to keep the sheep, you know, kill all the sheep and whatever. And so, you know, Samuel comes up to him and says, and, and, and Saul complete pose mode goes, Oh, praise God. You know, I'm listening da, 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 and I, you know, praise the Lord. And Samuel says, why didn't you do what the Lord said? Oh, I've done everything the Lord had commanded. And then Samuel says, what's this lowing of sheep? <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, history changes right there with that particular comment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what do you, because right then he realizes you may lie to me, but you can't lie to God. And now I see who you really are. And you can't hide that either. And that's that's once we get to that point where we can be authentic with God, then we change because we don't when you put God first and you develop that relationship and that authenticity, then the rest of the world doesn't matter as much. And did you think of one, Sam? No. Oh, well, here's, I, the, here's one, another one. I, I, and okay. I've got one that's not really an embarrassing moment, but it kind of is when you look back. So when Solomon is talking to God and he says, you know, what would you like if I'll give you anything? And he says, um, I want wisdom. It seems like a wonderful answer, doesn't it? But when you think about what his father said, what did his father want more than anything? He just wanted to dwell in the house of God for the rest of his life. Well, speaking of his father, there was a sort of an embarrassing moment Bathsheba? Uh, uh, just, just a little bit. Nathaniel's shown up, <laughs> and he gives him this story about the sheep, his neighbor with the sheep that you know, only had one sheep. Yeah. But the rich guy next door, he took his sheep, and, and, and you know, what are you going to do with that? And then Nathan points the finger at David. You are that man. And you are that man. Now, I want you to think with me a minute about here's Saul, and this is his sin, and he gets confronted with it, and here's David and his sin. Saul continued to go down from the point in time he is found out, but David actually repents. And, and, and I think about the two situations, and here's where I see hypocrisy versus authenticity and sincerity. In, in Saul's case, it would appear that he's regretting that he was busted. He's regretting he messed up, that he, can, he is no longer king, that he's done this. But what David, and it's clear in the psalm that he wrote, what David was upset about was he knows he broke God's heart. Yep. And sincerely, it's only against you, Lord, that I've sinned. This is, I've hurt you. I've hurt my father with what it is that I've done. And so 
as these embarrassing moments come about in our lives, I can't help but wonder, as I find myself there many, many times being who I am, <laughs> that God's given me an opportunity to seek sincerity in a way to repent versus, you know, oh, I'm busted, you know, here, the other guy's got to take the check or, or whatever the situation is. And those are, those are challenges that we all face and opportunities as we find ourselves in that awkward moment right now. Absolutely. You know, um, there's a joke in my family that when I get flustered or I'm extremely tired, my communication goes down to one or two words. But now that we all know it, my sons, they will just pick at me when I just give the one word answer and they, they're going the wrong direction. I, all I can do is say the same phrase or the same word. And now with the authenticity, I know I have the communication. We laugh till we cry when I have that problem. It's not, we don't, it's, it's no longer a, a family stressor. It's a, it's a moment of humor. Now to transition to something else that is on all our hearts here at masculine journey radio dot org today is we have really a, a phenomenally wonderful announcement to make today. We have a boot camp coming up April 28th through May the 1st. And I got to just tell you, I don't know of a single experience short of my own salvation that I have had with God that impacted my life more than the boot camps that we've attended. How about you, Sam? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been, uh, I've had the pleasure of attending some in Colorado, some in the area of, you know, Danville, Virginia, that were all very good. And each time God had something in store for me there that was really about restoring some piece of my heart or helping me understand identity or helping me past a wounded place or stepping more into a role he wanted me to play. And there was always a gift waiting there. And to be a part of that excitement of bringing one uh, to a new area that hasn't been in the Mount Airy area is really exciting. And, and we'll be rolling out more about that and let you know when it's time to register on the website. Yeah, we're going to have early bird discounts and all that. So be thinking about April 28th through May the 1st. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. There's, there's so much of this camp. It's called the Old Vineyard. There's wolves, aren't there, Sam? There is a wolf. And, wow, just go to, again, maskandjourneyradio.org. Or if you want to go to Christian Car Guy, there's podcasts there, too, just saying. <laughs> or Mask and Journey Radio. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>